Hey friend, okay, I really hope by the end of today's episode that we are still friends because I'm going to be talking about coffee and our over-reliance on caffeine as a way of waking up, of keeping us going. I'm going to be talking about how caffeine can actually have some negative effects on your cycle and your energy levels and we're going to be digging into the good, the bad, the ugly of caffeine, caffeine when it comes to cycle syncing and also when it comes to your weight loss journey. Now if you're new here, welcome. I'm SJ. I am so grateful that you have joined me and if you are one of my regular listeners, thank you so much for sharing this podcast because it really has helped this to be a global community. And if you're here and you're wondering what on earth is all this cycle thinking about, I've kind of heard about it, but I'm not really sure what it is. I know there is loads of information out there about cycle thinking. I've read it all. I've watched all the videos, read all the books, read all the journals, and I know how overwhelming it can be. But I also know how important cycle thinking is. And that is why what I have done for years, I've taken the need to know when it comes to cycle thinking, I've put it into a really super sure affordable online course it is level one of the productive mum academy it's cycle thinking 101 all the need to know when it comes to cycle thinking and how you can start to think about how cycle thinking can change your life to give you more energy to help you lose weight so you can access that course by clicking the link in the show notes the course goes live the first of november so if you are listening to me in real time if you go and snag that course now you are going to get it at a special pre-launch price so I'm giving you a warning now the price will go up so go and grab that now and then come back and join me for this episode all about coffee and caffeine. Welcome to the Productive Mom podcast. I'm SJ, mom, former teacher, cycling fanatic, fitness coach, life coach, nutrition coach, and lover of Jesus. I am here to encourage and empower Christian women to live their healthiest and most productive life. Mama, raise your hand if you are fed up with having no time to work out and get healthy. You're frustrated with what to eat and how to find a plan that you can actually stick with, and you drink too much coffee because you're tired by 3 p.m. every single day. If you're ready to reclaim your energy, your time and show the world and your daughter that getting healthy and feeling great doesn't have to come at the expense of time, frustration or overwhelm and that empowered living starts with making the right choices every single day and that you are not defined by a dress size or a number on the scale, then this is the podcast for you. Grab that superfood smoothie and let's dive in. Okay, what prompted this episode? I will tell you. It was one of those hey girl messages that landed into my Facebook inbox and it was all about get this coffee, lose weight and it just prompted me to think like how many of us have actually seen those before and afters on Instagram for these so-called magic coffee drinks. Have you had like I had the other day that hey girl message in your inbox all about like the latest weight loss coffee and how it can change your life and help you lose weight and perhaps you actually wonder does coffee help you lose weight? How does coffee help you lose weight? So today I'm going to share the good and bad and some of the science behind caffeine when it comes to weight loss and of course I'm going to be digging into how it affects us when it comes to cycle syncing and I don't want you to think about 
coffee and caffeine as being evil and bad because they're not. I don't like to label food as bad. I don't like to label anything as bad because it isn't about something being bad. Like in the same way as a bar of chocolate isn't bad, a cup of coffee isn't bad, but it's about how we're using it. Are we relying on it? Is it a crutch in our life? Is it an idol in our life and as Christian women we are encouraged not to have idols and just to focus our attention on God. It's like with anything, if we're relying on something to keep us going through the day, if we are not able to function without that thing then perhaps that's something we need to look at and something that we are idolising, something that is a crutch in our life and I think for many of us busy mums who are always on the go, who often have like night after night of sleepless nights caffeine can be one of those idols one of those crutches I mean how many times have you woken up in the morning said oh my gosh I've got to have a cup of coffee before I can even get anything done I hear you I understand but today I'm going to challenge that and we're going to dig into as I said the science behind caffeine because it isn't all bad with caffeine there are some really really great aspects when it comes to caffeine but of course everything that I talk about is underlined by these principles of cycle thinking and if you want to work better with your body if you want to give your body the stuff that it needs to actually have true real energy then I'm going to tell you today my friend that caffeine might not be actually giving you energy it could actually be the thing that is taking your energy away which sounds really crazy and you might even be sat listening to me right now with a cup of coffee in your hand thinking oh my gosh what is this girl going on about But by the end of this episode, I think you're going to have a clearer idea of what is in your coffee, how caffeine impacts your body, your brain, your hormones, and whether or not it's something you want to keep drinking or whether it's something you want to continue having in your life. Okay, let me share a secret with you. I'm talking about coffee like I drink it and I don't, I don't like coffee, like don't hate me (laughs) but I really don't like coffee. I am definitely a tea drinker and I in the past have had an over-reliance on Diet Coke. Certainly during my 14 years as a teacher I had a real over-reliance on caffeine particularly Diet Coke but I remember in the staff room at break times and lunch times or even before school for that matter to be fair actually all of the teachers like brewing their super strong coffee so that it got them through the morning through the afternoon and I remember sometimes the children always saying like teachers always smell of coffee and I said to one of them I said that's because we're always so tired and that's why we always need coffee But if you think about it, it's just part of normal everyday life, isn't it? I mean, how many coffee shops are there if you're on a commute every day going into work? Or where do we go when we're going to meet friends? We go to coffee shops, we drink coffee as part of normal life. But this idea of caffeine being something that we have, you know, every single day, all the time and perhaps maybe even like four or five times a day I think it's worth checking in and looking at the science as to how it's impacting our bodies and whether or not we need to tweak the way that we're using caffeine or whether or not you might actually make a decision to remove it completely so let's talk about first of all the good things when it comes to coffee because I don't want to sit here and give you this idea that like it's bad because in my opinion there's no such thing as a bad food as I mentioned earlier 
earlier. I don't like labeling foods, but it's how we're using it and whether or not we have an over-reliance on it. And also whether or not we need to be thinking about whether we need to tweak the way that we are drinking coffee or the way that we're using caffeine so that we can actually help our body be at its best. Because this is what it's all about, isn't it? Productivity. It's about having like that energy and that natural energy so that we're not relying on these things. And we're giving our body the best opportunity that it can to be at its best and optimized. So let's first of all talk about the good things when it comes to coffee. And also when coffee and caffeine, how they can help us in our weight loss journey because it's not all bad. Now, first of all, when I'm talking about coffee and caffeine, I'm talking about black coffee with no milk, no sugar, and certainly not those calorie laden drinks from Starbucks. And I googled earlier, like how many calories are in, you know, a Starbucks coffee. And it's, autumn time as I'm recording this episode and I looked up the Starbucks menu and I found that a grande or grande I don't know I don't go to Starbucks that often um, a grande pumpkin spiced latte contains 380 calories so we're not talking I mean like don't get me started on the ingredients and that but when we're talking about caffeine and coffee, we're talking about black coffee with nothing else added. Let's dig into some of the science. And one thing to note, first of all, is that the research about the connection between caffeine and weight loss isn't definitive. There are a few theories about how caffeine can and could support your weight loss. But remember, as always, so many of these research projects and things that go on into research when it comes to these sort of ingredients and how they impact their body. First of all, so much of that research is done on men. And the reason that they do these studies more on men is because men, unlike us, do not have this up and down cycle of hormones because they know the people that are doing this research, they know that those hormones can impact the effect of something in our bodies. So that's why they use men. So I think it's really important to remember when you see like these ads or you get those hey girl messages in your box saying, look, you can lose weight if you drink this coffee. Remember, an awful lot of that research has been done on guys, not on us. Now, It's not all bad and there are the science behind the link between caffeine and weight loss is this. So first of all, caffeine can suppress your appetite. So it can help to reduce those feelings of hunger and your desire to eat for a brief time. Okay, next up, there is evidence that shows that caffeine can help with calorie burning. So caffeine appears to increase your energy use even when you're at rest. So it stimulates this thing called thermogenesis or thermogenesis. And basically that is one way that your body generates heat and energy from digesting food. And this is why many weight loss pills and products contain caffeine. If you ever look at the ingredients on like these slim down weight loss pills they have a huge amount of caffeine in them and the reason that they do that is because caffeine does increase your heart rate it helps your body to burn calories more effectively 
Now, one of the other benefits of drinking coffee is really good quality. And I do say good quality, organic coffee has some really great antioxidants in there. But it's got to be good stuff. It's got to be like high quality organic, so it doesn't have any pesticides in it. And that's going to give you some antioxidants. So you know, that's a good thing. And another good thing about caffeine is that it does give you an energy boost. And I really like to use caffeine, and I will talk about this a little bit more, is I like to use caffeine to give me the energy boost to push that little bit harder when it comes to my workout. And this is why many pre-workouts contain caffeine. I personally use a pre-workout called Energize and I gave a little sample sachet to one of my friends who's a cyclist and he tried it and he came back to me the next day and he was like, oh my gosh, this stuff's amazing. I did like my first PB on this particular route of my ride and it does show that caffeine can increase and enhance your performance and that's why all of these like energy drinks and you know, all of these pre-workouts exist because it's there to give your body like that extra extra push so that you can push harder in your workouts. So caffeine isn't all bad. There are some benefits to it. Okay, let's dig into some of the negative impacts of caffeine. And then I'm going to walk you through your cycle. And I'm going to talk about how caffeine impacts your body at certain stages, those certain phases in your cycle. So first of all, too much caffeine can cause you to be more nervous. It can make sleeping, like getting to sleep, more of a challenge. It can make you feel sick and it can also increase your blood pressure. And it's really important to keep in mind that many of these like caffeinated beverages anything like Red Bull or these coffees like I was mentioning from Starbucks often come with high calories as well because you're getting like a double shot, 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 you're getting a double shot of caffeine and then also sugar. So it's like a massive, massive stimulus for your body. And if you drink multiple cups a day of coffee, instead of losing weight, you might actually find that you end up putting on weight if the caffeine drink that you are consuming has additional calories. So let's talk about cycle syncing. Let's talk about caffeine from a cycle syncing perspective because caffeine has different impacts on your body and your hormones depending on where you are in your cycle. So let's start from day one of your cycle, the day when your period starts. So we're going to talk about that menstrual phase and you might be thinking, oh my goodness, I need some caffeine. This is just what I need to get started because let's be honest, it's no secret that energy is pretty low when it comes to that time of your month. And this is due to the fact that your estrogen levels are low, your progesterone levels are low, you're probably lacking in this mineral, which if you've ever heard anyone talking about being anemic, you know how important that is for your blood, for helping with the oxygenation of your blood, which ultimately gives you energy. So when you are on your period, you're naturally losing that because you're bleeding during menstruation. However, as the days go on through your period, your estrogen levels start to rise, which helps you feel like you've got a bit more fuel in the tank. So for some women, you can feel like a little bit more energized after maybe day one or maybe day two of your period. I'm certainly that person where on day two, I'm kind of like, yeah, do you know what? I'm ready to take on the world again. 
Now, at this point in your cycle, because you're feeling pretty tired, you might think, oh, do you know what? I might, um, you know, just to get a bit of a head start, I might turn to having some caffeine just to kind of like help me get going. And that's okay. Like this would be fine. This would be a fine time to do that. And that's because your low but rising estrogen can nudge caffeine's energizing effects along. So the two kind of can work hand in hand, but won't push you that too far over the edge. So in short, I'm kind of giving you permission to have a bit of caffeine during your menstrual phase, but it does come with a little bit of a warning. And that warning is that because at this time of the month, you're likely to be low in iron, you need to be consuming that caffeine either an hour before or an hour after you're eating iron rich food. And the reason for that is that caffeine in short can block or slow down the absorption of iron. And in this phase, you're quite low on iron. So you need to make sure that you're not drinking the caffeine at the same time as you would be maybe supplementing your diet with iron or you're eating iron rich foods because your body isn't going to be able to absorb that mineral. Okay, let's go into the next phase, which is your follicular phase. And we're going to be talking about that phase where your estrogen levels are starting to rise, your natural energy is hitting its peak at ovulation as well. And that's thank you very much to estrogen. We know, we all know what that feels like, doesn't it? That's the time when you feel on top of the world and you can take on the world and you feel like superwoman. Now, this is the time where you actually need to be a little bit careful when it comes to caffeine because a small amount of caffeine could make you feel like you've like powered up with a gallon of rocket fuel and you will feel like more energized and more confident, but it might take you that little bit too far because you're gonna feel like you can take on everything. You're gonna feel like you can take on the world and juggle all of the things and do all of the things. But then if you are doing all of that, then you're gonna possibly take yourself to a point where you do too much and you're going to feel absolutely exhausted. My advice in the follicular on the ovulatory phase when it comes to caffeine is to tread carefully because it could give you a little bit extra boost but do you actually need it? This would be my question is do you actually need it? Because your body is naturally producing this hormone estrogen that is going to give you a natural boost in energy. So do you need caffeine in that period in your cycle? My answer to that would possibly be no. And if you are sensitive to caffeine, this might be the point in your cycle where you may need to reconsider whether or not caffeine is actually doing you any good and whether or not it's actually taking you over the edge. And if you are somebody who is estrogen sensitive, you recognize in yourself that perhaps your estrogen dominant and if you're not sure what I mean by estrogen dominant, scroll down and you will see the episode where I talk about estrogen dominance, the signs, the symptoms and that sort of thing. And that's something that I know in myself I am sensitive to. I'm sensitive to estrogen. I know that my body can easily become estrogen dominant. So during this follicular and ovulatory phase in my cycle, I am very careful when it comes to caffeine. Okay, let's move into the next stage, which is your luteal phase. And I'm going to divide, <laughs> divide your luteal phase into two parts here. 
So I'm going to be talking about kind of like day 15 to day 22. And this is the point where the estrogen starts to drop and your energy often takes a bit of a steep plunge. I personally at this point am really susceptible to getting some pretty nasty headaches and this is the point where you might start to wonder where has all my energy disappeared to and that is down to the drop in estrogen. Estrogen is very good at giving you a natural energy but having a rise in progesterone and progesterone is a sedating hormone that does tire you out. So the two together are a pretty interesting combo. (laughs) I say interesting in the sense of this is a really tiring hormonal combo if ever there was one. And frankly, caffeine is absolutely no match for it whatsoever. You could be downing like cup after cup of your favorite caffeine drink or coffee and probably still find yourself wanting to fall asleep on the sofa at three o'clock in the afternoon. Now, to make caffeine work better at keeping you alert, or at least keeping your eyes open a bit longer during this phase, you might want to consider drinking your coffee, your tea, or your energy drink differently. And researchers have actually found that if you were to drink your caffeinated drink slowly throughout the day so having smaller sips of it rather than drinking one cup of coffee in one go it's actually going to help you to stay alert for longer. I don't know about you but I found that really interesting and the result could be that you just change the way that you drink your coffee or perhaps you switch up to a cold drink that has some caffeine in it and you sip that throughout the day rather than drinking it in one go. Okay, let's talk about the last phase, which is the week before your period. So we're still in the luteal phase, but we're in the sort of the day, like the final six days before your period starts. Now, energy is going to be on the low side during your premenstrual week. But actually, surprisingly, research shows that you're likely to find you're not quite as zombified as you were during week three. And that's because progesterone levels are dropping. So progesterone is that tiring, that hormone that can make you feel more tired. It has a sedative effect on our bodies. And that hormone is actually dropping. So you might find that you actually have a little bit more energy. But Remember, this is a pretty challenging part in our bodies. Our body is potentially preparing for a pregnancy. So you're nowhere near the energy high levels that you have at the start of your cycle when the estrogen levels are rising. Now, this might be the point where you think, oh my goodness, I definitely need some caffeine. But a big warning here my friend, caffeine is not a friend to us in our pre-menstrual phase. It has the potential to trigger a lot of anxiety, a lot of like angstiness, a pounding heart, it could make us feel more angry and even more irritated. In my opinion, this is definitely the phase in your cycle to avoid caffeine as well. So the reason for this is because estrogen is plunging and when this hormone drops, it can make you more prone to an imbalance in your brain chemicals. So like serotonin is less dominant. You know that when you're premenstrual that you're not always on top of the world. And that rise in your risk of anxiety, um, ingesting a stimulant like caffeine can actually amplify those feelings of anxiety. 
caffeine's negative effects can be even greater when you drink coffee on an empty stomach. So if you are going to drink coffee, this is the time where you definitely need to be making sure that you're having caffeine with food. One study during this phase actually found out that your body metabolizes caffeine slower during this premenstrual phase. So what you might find is that the caffeine that you consume perhaps in the morning to wake you up, it takes longer for your body to break that down. So that means that the effects could actually link which could end up interrupting your sleep and you know that during this particular phase it's really important because you feel so tired how important that sleep is so if you're not getting enough sleep of course then that's going to not help your premenstrual mood so really my opinion about caffeine in this phase is to avoid it as much as you possibly can And if you cannot be parted from your caffeine, I think really in this phase, you should be drinking small amounts and only having it in the morning to allow your body enough time to metabolize it before you go to bed so it doesn't interrupt your sleep. A final note about caffeine is to remember that caffeine ultimately is a stressor on our bodies. And when we are stressed, our bodies release this hormone called cortisol. Cortisol is released when we're under stress. And obviously in the past, like when we were cave women and we were stressed, we were normally stressed because we were running from a bear. And that stress hormone helped, you know, like our bodies to escape from that bear by increasing our heart rate. Our body would release glucose to provide energy for our muscles so that we could do the running from the bear. But the problem with caffeine is that it is a stressor. So it releases this stress hormone cortisol, which causes our body to release more glucose, thinking that we need to run away from a bear, but actually we don't. And the problem then is that that glucose is then not used up because we're not running away from the bear and our body then stores that as fat. And in particular, and I think I've mentioned this in a previous episode, is that stress hormone and that release of glucose and the way that our body then stores that fat is often fat that's stored in our abdomen. You know, like that belly fat that you get that's really, really difficult to get rid of. So if you are on a weight loss journey, you might want to reconsider how you're using caffeine, whether you should or shouldn't be using caffeine at certain times of the month, like I spoke about earlier in this episode. But honestly, my friend, this really isn't about labeling a food as something that's bad. It's about getting in tune with our body. It's about understanding the way that our hormones work. And I, the way that I see this, it's the same as the nutrition and the fitness when it comes to cycle thinking. We need to adapt the way that we are eating. We need to adapt the way that we are working out. And that is the same with caffeine. We need to adapt the way that we're consuming it, the way that we're using it so that it works with our cycle, so that we're giving our body like the optimum way that it can work, so that we're basically working with our body rather than against it. Now, I'm not here like to tell you that coffee is bad or caffeine is bad because I'm not going to tell you that I'm not ever going to drink a caffeinated beverage ever again. Like I use 
used caffeine as part of my fitness and training program. I use it as a pre-workout. And let's be honest, there are days where we've been up all night because our kids are sick and we need something to help us power through the day. But what I hope that you're going to take away from this episode is that you have knowledge. You have more knowledge about caffeine and the way that it impacts your body, the way that it impacts your hormones. And now you have that knowledge. You have the power of choice. When you have knowledge, you can make decisions for yourself. You are far more aware of what is going on with your body, what your body needs. And this is what I love about cycle syncing because it really is about listening to yourself understanding better how your body is working and making choices that are going to help you feel more energized to give you more natural energy to help you remove those crutches those idols that we often have particularly when it comes to caffeine and sugar I really hope you found this episode helpful. I know for me, when I learned this information, it was a real game changer. It helped me to find more natural energy and it helped me to make tweaks to the way I was drinking the way that I was using caffeine to help my body to be at its best. So if you know somebody that could benefit from listening to this episode, please share it with them. If you click the link in the show notes, it will take you over to my website where you can grab a freebie, a little download that breaks down some of the information that I shared in this podcast episode. And don't forget to check out the level one of the Productive Mum Academy Cycle Thinking 101, the basics, the need to know stuff all about cycle thinking how your body is working how you're feeling and some of the things that you can tweak in your fitness new nutrition to help your body be and feel at its best have a wonderful week and don't forget to scroll down if you are in itunes and leave me a review thank you for listening hope you like it leave my mummy a review